Welcome to the H1B Guy podcast, and thank you for downloading or streaming the H1B Guy podcast. This is an audio-only version of the H1B Guy news for the week ending September 24th, 2021, originally posted on YouTube. The H1B Guy podcast is proudly sponsored by RecruiterNetworks.com, the smart solution for digital perm ads and local job postings since 2001. By Path to Canada, the ideal plan B for high-skilled immigrants currently located in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain. And by perm-ads.com, the industry leader in providing a seamless experience for employers and immigration attorneys navigating the complex perm recruitment ad phase of the labor certification process. would like to ask you to please leave us a rating in your preferred podcast platform. The H-1B guy here. And today, the H-1B Guy news for the week ending September 24th, 2021. Today, I'll cover the H-1B Guy interviewed by Syndesis, six recommendations for USCIS, immigration reform temporarily blocked in the budget reconciliation, and big tech concerned with green card wastage. But before we get started, I'd like to ask you, if you haven't already, to please subscribe to the H1B Guy channel here on YouTube and like this video so that I can continue to produce more content like this for you. I also wanted to mention the H1B Guy offers a variety of consulting services. I help businesses and individuals solve complex work authorization issues in the recruitment process while bringing awareness to employment-based immigration benefits. If I can help you, please reach out. I'd love to hear how. And you can book an appointment directly with me via the h1bguy.com. Today's post is brought to you by RecruiterNetworks.com, by Path to Canada, and by Perm-Ads.com. Now, the news. I wanted to thank everyone who joined me on Wednesday for the H1B Guy Live, September 22nd, 2021. I discussed the immigration reform setbacks and the lifting of the travel ban that will be starting November 1st. If you haven't had a chance, please check out that video. Really would appreciate it. Here are the news stories that interested me most this week. On September 19th, 2021, written by Marianne Levine for Politico, titled Democrats Blocked from Including Immigration Reform and Party Line Spending Bill. Quote, The Senate parliamentarian on Sunday rejected Democrats' push to include a pathway to legal status in their social spending plan, a blow to the party's efforts to enact immigration reform. In the decision, a copy of which was obtained by Politico, the parliamentarian determined that the Democrats' proposal is, by any standard, a broad new immigration policy, and that the policy change substantially outweighs the budgetary impact of that change. The parliamentarian stated in her ruling that providing legal status through reconciliation would also lead to other life-changing federal, state, and societal benefits that can't be meaningfully reflected in the budget. Providing permanent legal status would give these persons freedom to work, freedom to travel, freedom to live openly in our society and in any state in the nation and to reunite with their families, and it would make them eligible in time to apply for citizenship, things for which there is no federal fiscal equivalent. 
This news began to break late Sunday, and now as it stands on Friday, September 24th, new language was submitted last night on Thursday, September 23rd, to the Senate parliamentarian Elizabeth McDonough for review. If she allows the proposed language to be included in the Senate version of the budget reconciliation, and if approved by the Senate, it will return to the House for an entirely new vote. I still remain hopeful that some relief is imminent via the budget reconciliation, but when I read the statements from the parliamentarian, it leads me to believe that she's not going to allow immigration reform to be included in the bill. I hope I'm wrong. On September 20th, 2021, written by Kimberly Gray for Syndesis titled, How the H-1B Guy is Disrupting the Antiquated U.S. Immigration System. I shared this on Twitter and on LinkedIn on Monday. Um, as I mentioned, I had the chance to sit down with the talented folks at Syndesis and discuss a variety of issues, including the green card backlog, documented dreamers, and the best plan for high-skilled immigrants currently in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain. Please check out that article and the video on YouTube if you haven't already. There's links in the description below. And I also wanted to mention that Syndesis and I are currently working on another large initiative, and I'll be sure to let you know once that's ready to go live. On September 17th, 2021, in a report from the U.S. Government Accountability Office, GAO, titled U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, Actions Needed to Address Pending Caseload, Quote, data from the Department of Homeland Security's uh, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services indicate the agency's total pending caseload. The number of cases awaiting a benefit decision grew an estimated 85% from fiscal years 2015 through 2020. USCIS officials cited several factors that contributed to longer processing times, including policy changes resulting in increases in the length of USCIS forms and expanded interview requirements, insufficient staffing levels, and suspension of in-person services due to the COVID-19 pandemic. GAO is making six recommendations, including USCIS develop performance measures for monitoring the timeliness of its case processing for certain forms, develop a long-term workforce plan, and identify resources necessary to address its pending caseload. DHS concurred with five recommendations, and it did not concur with the recommendation that USCIS develop a long-term workforce plan. I found this study and the data analytics of it to be very interesting. Uh, of course, this is an issue that many of you are well aware of. While I understand that the pandemic has created significant issues for USCIS, and we've continued to be told that over and over, the issue with these atrocious processing delays predates the pandemic. However, the problem will continue to persist until the root cause of the issue is addressed. I'm a fan of the recommendations from GAO that included metrics, uh, human capital, and accountability as part of the strategy to alleviate the ongoing delays. On September 23, 2021, written by Margaret Harding McGill, titled Tech Firm's Nightmare, Vanishing Green Cards, quote, 
Thousands of green cards are about to go to waste, leaving Google, Microsoft, and other tech companies fuming and pushing the Biden administration to ensure it doesn't happen again. Google and Microsoft are among the companies that have been urging federal officials to find a way to save roughly 80,000 remaining employment-based green cards set to expire September 30th. Google says only 13% of its candidate applications filed since last October have been approved. The backlogs have created uncertainty for major employers and caused anxiety for employees and their families who have, in some cases, waited decades to receive permanent resident status, wrote Tim Cook, Apple CEO, in a letter to DHS Secretary Ali Mayorkas. Well, 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 big tech seems to be throwing some muscle behind this anticipated wastage of an estimated 80,000 employment-based green cards for fiscal year 2021 due to the previously mentioned processing delays occurring within USCIS. As I've said many times over, the Biden administration can be easily influenced by big tech, with the likes of Google, Apple, and Microsoft speaking out will only bring more attention and focus on this issue. However, the talking heads at Big Tech missed one important aspect of the green card backlog. That being the 7% limit on country of birth for employment-based preferences. Until that systemic issue is addressed and USCIS increases their processing capabilities, the green card backlog will continue to be a sore spot and a black eye for high-skilled immigrants and high-skilled immigration for those coming to the U.S. to live and work. For the full post on the H-1B Guy News for the week ending September 24th, 2021, please check out the H-1BGuy.com. And a reminder that today's news was brought to you by RecruiterNetworks.com. The smart solution for digital permats and local job posting since 2001. This national job board network provides recruitment websites in 1,024 major U.S. metro areas. Each local job board is its own portal and is a low-cost resource for immigration recruitment ads and local job postings for all industries and professions with a flat price of $225 per ad or $1,000 per month, regardless of which city you choose. RecruiterNetworks.com. Tell them the H-1B guy sent you. News is also brought to you by Path to Canada. Path to Canada provides an ideal plan B for high-skilled immigrants currently located in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain. If you're facing an H-1B denial or OPT expiration, don't get caught off guard. Make sure you have a plan B and Path to Canada is your answer. They will gladly help you navigate the process. And if you're interested in finding out more, please be sure to use the link in the video description below. The news is also brought to you by perm-ads.com, the industry leader in providing a seamless experience for employers and immigration attorneys navigating the complex perm recruitment ad phase of the labor certification process. If you're looking to reduce your costs and overhead associated with perm labor certification recruitment advertising, let perm-ads.com help you. Just wanted to ask you again to please like this video, subscribe to the H1B Guy channel here on YouTube, and click the bell for notifications so that you're notified anytime we post new content here to this channel. If you've made it this far, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to watch my video. I really appreciate your support. The H1B Guy, your global source for all things H1B.